Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Alrighty, folks, today we're going to be speaking with husband, father, evangelist, author, and podcaster, Matt Brown. He's also become a good friend of mine, and his positivity has kept me going in the past, despite a lot of the darkness in this industry and in life in general. The old darkest before the dawn. The night is darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you, the dawn is coming. Harvey Dent, Dark Knight speech always reminds me of him and his attitude and what he's trying to do out there. And we're going to talk to him about people like myself and like him and others out there who are speaking out on Twitter, getting their own shows, getting the truth to the people without the need for cable news. And it is beginning to fade into dust. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. We're also set to talk faith as he is a man of faith and family. And we're going to ask, as we do with all our guests, for what they think the solutions are and suggestions for how we can bring this thing back from the edge. Should be a fun one that is likely to make you smile. And I think it'll definitely help you have a better day when you hear what Matt has to say and how he says it. Because every time I talk with him, I feel better about life and about what's ahead of me. So I hope you have the same experience that I do every time we talk with him. So without further ado, here's Matt Brown in our episode entitled, How Podcasting Killed the Cable News Star. Let's dive in. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Matt, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. It's great to be with you. I'm so excited you have this show and what an honor to be on. Thank you. Please, the honor's mine and, and thank you. It's, um, you know, I thought that the public needed to brace for impact is the name of the show, right? And we're headed for such turbulent times that we need voices like yourself to, to come on and, and talk about stuff like this, the important issues. Um, so let's dive right in. You have a podcast as well. Do you not? Tell us a little bit about your show and, and how that got started and what it's called. Yeah, I've been doing a podcast for four years. It's called Think Eternity with Matt Brown. That's the name of our nonprofit ministry. For the last 21 years is Think Eternity. And, uh, you know, the heart behind that uh, as a person of faith, as a believer in Jesus, is to think not just, you know, about tomorrow, not just about the next year, although that's great to have a plan and a strategy for your life, your family, <laughs> your business, but to, to also think like, you know, of the values that matter from the Bible's perspective, from God's perspective. And so, um, yeah, it's been so fun. I've had just wonderful guests on. I've loved it. I've loved doing it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty much been every week, you know, that whole time. So. Did you have any favorite guests or ones that stuck out, you know, really stuck out in your mind or that you wanted to interview and then got a chance to through the show? 
Oh, totally. I feel like I've gotten so uh, most of my guests being kind of a Christian faith show, an encouragement to people's faith show uh, have been pastors. I've had some business people too, and kind of some people outside the circle of just uh, of of ministry. But uh, yeah, Max Lucado, you probably have heard of him before. He is uh, America's best-selling inspirational author. He sold, I don't know, 130 million books or something crazy. Um, he was amazing. Uh, but so many other leaders. It's it's just been an absolute joy. You know, so many heroes of mine, Greg Laurie, you know, Lee Strobel, Louis Giglio, Christine Kane. I mean, it's, it's been crazy. So, Tony Evans. I mean, it's it's been crazy. I think I shared with you too that Greg Laurie came on my uh, older podcast when I was younger and it was Let Go, Let God was his episode. And you and I, I think, have even spoken with him. Uh, you invited me on a call that he had, this great conference call. And uh, what a man of faith and, and what a cool guest to, to have. You, your message is unique. You know that, that the Christian values of today are, seeming, uh, are seemingly fading. And with this news, uh, I wanted to, to get into this topic. With the news media and the industry being what it is, this news broke this week that Tucker Carlson, no longer at Fox News, Dan Bongino, no longer going to be at Fox News, uh, CNN's been bleeding. It, does it look that people more like you and I and average Americans with a good following on social media and a microphone, we're becoming the new media? Is that not true? Definitely. It's, it's a very interesting time. I would say there's been no other time like it in history uh, because... Uh, you know, we can all communicate with a lot of people and hopefully make an impact on people's lives for the better uh, via social media, via, you know, uh, sadly, big tech obviously has a lot of power, but then you've got things like podcasts, right? And and shows you can start where you don't just need to wait on a few people. And what I think that does is it, it kind of uh, disperses power, right? And influence and impact to a lot of us to be able to hopefully uh, have a good time doing a show, uh, connect with people. I was really sad to hear the Tucker news. Uh, it, I'm sh actually shocked by it uh, because uh, he is amazing and his show is amazing. And uh, there's so many great people at Fox, but I was like, how in the world did that happen? Uh, and so I'm sad to hear about that. I wish him the best. And, uh, you know, he's, I think, believe from seeing his show, a person of faith. And so our, our prayers are with him. And, um, and, in my opinion, uh, he can go anywhere and do anything. And even if he goes and has his own show, uh, everyone will listen to it. I don't think, uh, again, as much as, as I love Fox, you don't need, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't need uh, just to have, again, these big stakeholders. You, all of us can have an impact. And so, um, yeah, it's very interesting because we're in this time, right, where you see, you're saying that basically, where we see the ratings of some of these huge brands. And it's not to say, I mean, they still have a lot of brand power, but these huge brands like the news media are, and they're obviously declining in viewership because people aren't liking what they're hearing coming out of them. And they're also not liking the negativity. Let's be honest about that too. Like we, we, we weren't made to live on negativity alone. <laughs> no, it's, it's exhausting. Is it not? I mean, to, to keep hearing the negative aspects of life and then to hear the after, right after that, to have a commercial for antidepressants and big pharma come on to tell you how you can get well again. We, like you said, we don't, we don't need to do it that way anymore, and the future's now. And I want to add a quick note, like you said, about Tucker. Tucker and I do go way back. I worked for him at the Daily Caller and later with him at Fox News, and uh, he bailed me out of a jam. I was sick, uh, very, very sick, and he got me through to Dr. Ben Carson when I needed it most, and I got help, medical help from that. And he always believed in me, and I, I'm praying for him as well, and I hope that it, it all works out for him. And like you said, he'll land on his feet. He'll find a place maybe... 
hopefully amongst us in the internet podcast space where he can be free to, to do whatever he wants. But do you think also that the angle of fate is coming back? Something that used to be a dirty word. God was not allowed in the classroom the last few years. God has been, God's not real. A lot of atheism in the younger generation. Do you see that also rebounding? It seems like it to me in a lot of ways. And I don't just say it to be positive, although I want to be a positive person. Uh, I don't just say it out of faith, right? That, But it's because uh, times are so bad. It's because times are so crazy and chaotic in our world, uh, both with everything that went around the you know, the last few years of the pandemic stuff with, uh, you know, what's going on in our political world in the country right now. People are concerned. Parents are concerned. We see that every day. They're concerned about what their kids are being taught. They're concerned about the agenda uh, to sexualize children, which is just so wicked and perverted. And it's never going to stand. It's never going to be accepted. And uh, so you see this all over where people are are getting involved, but I think people are really going back to faith too. People are going, uh, there is real evil in the world. There is real wickedness in the world. We see it when the Grammys does a straight up satanic performance. When California schools say, we want to learn uh, these demonic chants and teach students and to say these demonic chants in our schools. What kind of world are we living in? This is America that was founded on Christian values that was founded on freedom and the freedom of speech and the freedom from government. It was founded a, as a government for the people. And so you look at this stuff. I mean, I remember being in high school and talking, there was some sort of, uh, I think it was for the National Honor Society or something I was doing for our principal and some of the leaders of our school. And you were supposed to give a talk. And I chose to do a faith talk at that time and say uh, this, a story that I had heard that when you found a, a nation on biblical values, on Christian values. Now, obviously, we know it wasn't perfect, right? We Everyone makes says that all the time, but it was so beautiful in so many ways. And when you found it on the Bible and the, the truths of the Bible, if you remove that foundation, the nation will crumble. I remember saying that in high school, right? And it is more true now today than ever. So anyways, people are finding their way back to faith. And we see that in a lot of ways. Like we saw, it was so cool to see Greg Laurie. We talked about him earlier in the show. Uh, in his story being shared about how uh, Time Magazine said back in the 1960s, a cover that said, is God dead? And just a few years later, the cover was Jesus Revolution. <laughs> and we're retelling that story. And what's so amazing is uh, how the, how people have responded to that in the theaters. And he's such an amazing guy. I agree with you. He really is. And then uh, I've had the privilege to connect in the last few uh, weeks with the pastor from Asbury Revival. And I don't know if your listeners have heard this or seen this, but the Asbury Revival was a chapel service that was going on at Asbury University in the small town in Wilmore, Kentucky. And uh, a pastor preached a message. There was about 15 students that hung around that didn't want to leave. They just felt like they just wanted to keep praying. There's something about it. Within like an hour or two, there's hundreds of students flocking back into the chapel, even though no one has talked about it. And over the next few weeks, I, I've heard from them directly that more than 200,000 people converged on a town of about 6,000 people. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that our nation is so desperate for God, that there is a hunger for God, there's a hunger for faith, there's a hunger for a real true experience of God and, and, and the kind of this desire and desperation that we know that we need him. And it was just crazy, like to talk with this this pastor, Zach Meerkrebs, and to get to know him 
and to hear the stories. What happened during that ser- that service went on for twenty four seven uh for the next like two weeks and they basically had to shut it down like the town couldn't handle it there's this famous sign that was put up on the street leading to the city that said revival over capacity there's no <laughs> more room they didn't advertise this their news began to talk about this all across the country right so that's why everyone's heard of it now and there was different christian leaders some of the biggest christian leaders went and attended they didn't go on stage they just attended and that was kind of one of the interesting and neat things about the this uh thing that just happened at asbury was that uh man people uh, people weren't coming for a celebrity name they were coming because there was an encounter with Jesus there was an encounter with the real presence of God and you know you can get that in a church by the way if you are if if there's a listener God is reaching out to every single one of us and you can get that by going to a church re- opening your bible hearing someone share the gospel and acting Christ like even in today's world as hard as it can be uh, turning the other cheek and praying for your enemies, things that I think we've lost uh, as the internet has come in, to be honest. I think that's been one of the biggest helpers of information. It's helped us to understand a lot of things and to know about the evil. But I think it's also opened the door to a lot of evil as well. It's a double-edged sword. All right, everybody, we're just going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with more from Matt Brown. Stay tuned. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to our loyal audience. You are listening to Brace for Impact. I'm your host, Nick Jeevis. And isn't it a great day to be alive? I mean, it's just beautiful out there. And whatever your answer to that question is, we're just so glad you decided to stick around with us and hear some more truth. Here we go. Do you think that the innovations, the AI, the internet, the phones, all these things that we have good and bad from, do you think that the good is going to win out and that it exposes the light? Or do you think big tech will eventually step in and we'll see censorship measures that we've never seen in America before? You'll go to the website and if you're not a card-carrying member, denied. No internet. Is that where we're headed or is it more we're exposing it and it's going to be defeated as a result of, of these new tools? Oh, I truly hope so. And I see very positive things about that that have been taking place. But I would never have believed you if you told me a few years ago that they would censor like they have, right? There's there, some of the biggest Christian news organizations were literally suspended and deleted for calling a man a man. And uh, and so this and, and other, other, other reasons, other things too, but they weren't just going clearly for conservatives, although that was the big push, but I think ultimately it always goes against against Christianity, against Jesus. You know, they'll they'll praise every other religion, but, you know, for some reason there's this hate there. I think it's it's definitely satanic. But the bottom line is, yes, I, I, I've been very concerned. It's been uh, troubling. Uh, but yet you still go, this is an incredible tool. I'll use it as best as I can, even if they're trying to shadow ban me or censor me, which we came, came out later. 
they were doing that and they have been doing that and we all knew they were doing that. However, they called it something different. Um, but no, what I hope for and what I believe for, Nick, to be honest with you, is the last few years, God has put a bur- I've been in ministry for 21 years, but God has put a burden on my heart to pray for America. And I've been praying for our country nearly every night for the last several years. And I, I sense the power of God as I pray for America like I've never felt before. And I've been praying for our leaders. I'm praying for President Trump former President Trump as well. And I'm praying for, uh, you know, our nation in general and the things that are going on because there comes a point, you, know, you probably know that uh, old prayer, the serenity prayer where it says, God, give me the <clears throat> the power to change what I can, you know, the peace to to not stress about what I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, there comes a point where you go, I don't know how much I can really do. Like, I think a lot of, con- you know, Christians, a lot of conservatives have felt like I need to speak up more. And I know I have been one of those. I, I naturally just want to be a peacemaker. I just want to make friends. I just want to bring people together. Uh, but I've known, okay, I got to speak up a little more. I got to speak into these things because these are not right. And so we need both truth and love. I wrote a book called that, by the way, called Truth Plus Love. And it's this, it's this great uh, tug of war, right? Because we got to speak truth into what's going on. But hopefully we, people know we do it because we care about people. And we're not just trying to be rude. And so we need the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. We need those coupled with truth. And when those come together, they're very influential. They're very powerful. If people know that we really are saying what we're saying because we have their best interests in mind, it makes a difference. It doesn't mean they always love us, by the way. People are going to still hate you. Yes, they persecuted me. They'll persecute you. Right. So, so all that to say... Um, you know, we, we need both of those things. Uh, but yes, I, I, what I've sensed as I prayed is I believe a great revival is coming. And I think Asbury is just part of that. But I believe that there's going to be more and more revival in the coming years. And I believe that, that God has his hand on this nation and he's not letting go. I really believe that. I so strongly believe that. And so it's weird because I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, just out of like uh, positivity. But I, I really, I sense that. Um, some friends and I felt in uh, July of 2019, uh, God put on my friend Malachi's heart. He said, uh, I want you to call a million young people to fast and pray as we enter into the roaring twenties. And so we came up with this call to young people to fast and pray and seek God for our nation, but we called it the roaring twenties fast. And the sense that I had was that it was the roaring twenties because God was going to roar his glory, his, his goodness. In our lives. So it's been very tough. I would say this. It's been very tough. I believe good times are coming. Good, because it sounds like, as you were saying, that is Christ, right? Christ was not just some completely peaceful hippie. He did say, turn the other cheek. He did say 77 times 7 when it comes to forgiving people. How often should you forgive? But he also flipped the tables over in the temple when he saw things getting out of control. He also stood in front of a bunch of men with stones, ready to stone this poor woman, literally drawing in the sand, uh, standing between her and these men, these hypocrites. So you're right. It is hard to identify when do we step up and try to do God's will and when do we sit back and know that God is striving. When you pray to find that difference, how do you pray? How do you, some people just sit and they recite prayers, but other people have a methodology to it. It's very Jedi. Do you have any specific or special ways that you like to pray or to contemplate these issues? Yeah, I would just say that each of us is different. So some people should speak into stuff more. We need conservatives speaking into the craziness that's happening and to not be afraid or ashamed to, right? To not hold back. But 
hopefully people know that you're actually, you're, you're, you're calling out things because you care about people, right? And you're not just trying to like get clicks. You're not just trying to make enemies. You actually want to make friends, but it, you can't stand for stuff that is not human rights, right? Stuff that is not acceptable, uh, no matter what your beliefs, right? So there's just, there's some ultimate truths that you just stand on. And uh, it's okay to call things out and, and conservatives should feel free to do that as well. I think that we tend to lean to be quiet, right? To be the silent majority or whatever. And so it's okay to call things out, to say your opinion, that's okay. But, you know, again, we do want to always try to lean into, okay, are we a person of love, joy, and peace? And here's the thing. God has a joy for our lives, even with the chaos. God has a peace for our lives, even with the chaos. And I think even no matter what the things are going on in your own life and no matter what things are going on in our culture, we need to be able to have a joy and a peace and God can give it to us. You can. And I found that even as a journalist that in this town, there's a lot of, and I don't think anyone needs a roadmap to understand this. DC is a corrupt place and you can feel it. It emanates off the buildings and, and off some of the people. I'm not saying everyone here is bad. I live here, but, and other people better than me uh, spiritually and, and the like live here. But there is certain, you can feel it sometimes around you. There's a pulse to evil. And it has this weird way, and maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. I'd like to get your take. Evil in today's world, yes, it can be very up close and it can be very disturbing. But there's also that alluring evil, right? That evil that disguises itself in such a way that you think it's your own thoughts talking to you, or you think it's good for you, or you think you deserve it. Or how do you battle it when it's not up in your face and it's subtle? and you're not certain that it's good or evil. What, do you have any advice for people that are maybe at a crossroads or their spiritual muscles aren't as strong as, say, maybe yourself or, or a priest, a holy priest? What do those people do when that hits them? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a common battle for every single person, whether someone's a pastor or not. I think what you're saying about DC is you sense the spiritual battle, right? Yes, there's a tug of war, yes. However, uh, you know, not that... Uh, God always lets his kingdom rule and reign like it's, it's our choice too in our lives. But uh, but God cares about our nation. He cares about all the nations in the world, but he cares about America too. And he cares about us, his people. And he cares about what's, what is weighing us down. And the reason God calls us away from sin, and here's the deal, it's not just being a, a good person, a good enough person, but it's trusting in what Jesus did for you on the cross. It's not just about a religious affiliation. It's trusting what Jesus did for you when you trust in him, when you believe in him. He takes what you should have taken. He takes your pain, your shame, your sin on himself. So it's all about belief in Jesus Christ and what he did for you. However, he does call us to a holy life. He calls us to walk away from things that are going to harm us. And he does it as a good father would do it. He, d he calls us to holiness because he wants us to be ultimately happy. I believe God wants us to be happy people. <laughs> he wants to fill our lives with satisfaction with we can't find anywhere else in the world. But it comes from uh, following his ways, right? Listening to the word, allowing him to speak to us. And here's the deal. God's always speaking into what's going on in the world, but are we going to open our Bibles and listen? And listen, exactly. And there's this... It seems that for the longest of time, uh, even maybe from time immemorial, evil has had some kind of reign on earth. It has, and God made it that way. He allowed for that, if you're, you know, at least from our Christian perspective. And that evil, whether you believe it emanates from the devil or whatever your beliefs, religious or not, there is evil in the world. Do you ever think it might flip to the point where 
the world could be more good than evil, or is this just a battle we're always destined to fight on Earth until we die? It's just always going to be this way. I, I think you're right. I think there's seasons uh, in history, and there's been seasons in America even of a revival, the first and second Great Awakenings, where suddenly millions of people are becoming Christians, are choosing faith in Christ in their lives, the trajectory of their lives and their families is changing for the better. And yes, that I believe and pray and hope that that will happen again. I've talked to a lot of leaders and everybody's feeling the same way, Nick. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm always asking because I'm curious, hey, do you feel like a big revival's coming? Yeah, everyone is having the same feeling. So that's a good sign. Uh, but yeah, I do think that uh, in seasons where that good type of stuff is happening, It you see a huge shift and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, it's the morality that was so difficult suddenly becomes easier in society and people aren't as, you know, as, as struggling with that type of stuff. And so, I do think more of that's coming. A lot of people believe there's, there's a, you know, just a, a mighty thing like that coming. But obviously, in some ways, it's already here because of the things that we're seeing, it's breaking out. But it's been a hard time. I'm a big believer in the pendulum, right? Which is, is you know, which... Which, and what I mean by that is that things can't always stay bad. Like, you know, you hope they'll swing to the good. So, it has been a weird time, but I think great things are coming. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's funny. You say something that my... Uh, and I brought her up a few episodes. My grandmother, who I shared with you, she became a nun the last 20 years of her life after her husband died. And they accepted her because she was a nurse and she helped take care of the older sisters that were at the convent. And when I asked her through the bars before she passed away uh, about a year and a half ago, I said, do you think it's going to come back? Like, I'm afraid for our faith. I'm worried about the country. I'm worried about unity. And she said, it's going to look as if the church has dissipated, that it's gone, that it's fading, and then it's going to come roaring back. So she believed, like you, the pendulum is, is going to swing. And I have faith as well. And I want to ask you this, as someone who's been around the block and as someone who I think, just personally, opinion, is a genuine person, with all these personalities out there on the internet, with all these new voices, ourselves included, how do you as an individual, or what advice would you give people to be able to weed out, say, maybe the more Joel Olstein or the more, I don't want to drag him down completely, but the money-making people or the versus, say, someone like you or myself or a third party who just want to talk about you know, peace and Jesus and policy and, and what we can do to come together. How do you weed that out with so many people out there and everyone addicted to the internet? That's a good thought. I mean, we definitely want to be careful about who we listen to. And the voices we led in our lives. And so, um, I think that it's important to, uh, to read the Bible and to allow that to guide you in, uh, some of the stuff that you're hearing. I don't think people should just be out there kind of, um, you know, uh, tearing everyone down constantly, although truth needs to be spoken. You know, the Bible also calls us to be a peacemaker. So there needs to be some of both of that. Uh, just like we saw with Jesus. Jesus, you couldn't really pin him down. He was very interesting, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, and ultimately, he spoke so much truth, they put him on a cross, right? So, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't just that he was just loving. Uh, but it, actually, the Bible shows us, actually, in the New Testament, Jesus spoke about hell more than anyone, more than anyone else in the Bible. But it was because he wanted to save people. And that's what Jesus is always looking to do in our lives. He's looking to save people. And so, as Greg Laurie says, you can win an argument sometimes, but lose a soul. And so, I think the heart and the goal is to try to, um, and it's not always easy, and it's not always clear, but each of us can look to do it in our own ways, to look to also be bringing uh, some unity, even when there's sometimes we need to divide, right? And I think that both are needed. Well, I get two more for you, and then we'll probably um, wrap up at the end. But I guess my last two, before I ask you the fun question, because I ask my guests the same last question for, uh, to lighten things up a little bit, but the last serious one, I, I guess, would be, is there a favorite 
passage you have then in the Bible that you go to, or a psalm, or a specific book of the Bible that you think relates to the times we're living in right now the most, or is it maybe just a New Testament? What do you look to when you open the Bible for those moments? Well, what I would say, yeah, to a lot of, if you haven't read the Bible before to any listener, um, you know, everyone always says start in the book of John. I mean, you just read about the life of Jesus. Um, uh, But, you know, for difficult times, the Psalms are great because David would often, King David would often, you know, lament. He'd often uh, uh, be frustrated. And then obviously his heart always turned to praise of God. And the Proverbs are also uh, very helpful just for living a life of wisdom. And so you could, there's actually, you know, just the right amount to read like a proverb a day. You can just read a chapter a day and, and suddenly you're going, wow, I'm starting to be able to like, it, it can make you more successful at your job. It can make you more successful in your relationships with your friends or your family. Uh, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained. Yeah, less stress I found too when I opened it up and I stopped even listening to music on my way to work instead of listening to my iPhone or my you know, cell phone. I pray, you know, three or four prayers and a couple Psalms and a few verses, and I found it changed my entire life. So it's, I'm a witness, you're a witness, and that's why we're here. And, and that can be a major battle. And I want to ask you this last question, and then we can wrap up because I always ask all my guests talk about something that's emotional in some way, usually. Do you have a favorite movie or a favorite secular part, a song, a book, a, a hero perhaps? that you look to or that you watch to kind of disconnect when you need to laugh, when you need to feel good again? You said you have a family. Do you do any family activities? What is it that keeps you sane uh, outside of, say, maybe reading the Bible or doing your show? Or how how do you stay grounded? Oh, that's great that. Well, we've got four young kids and uh, a lot of time with our family, a lot of time with the kids. um, And we love to get out. Like one of my habits uh, that I've been growing in the last few years that I've found to be so healthy is try to walk run, bike, or lift weights every day. And a lot of times, aside from weights, like we bike as a family, we walk sometimes with part of our family, all of our family. And just getting out, you know, just getting in nature, uh, just getting moving um, is literally like one of the greatest things. And so, yeah, like that, I mean, of course, you know, when you talk about movies, Top Gun, I love Top Gun, I love the new one. Oh, great, great film. Great, both of them. Amen. <laughs> you know, so they, yeah, a lot of things like that. Um, and just trying to enjoy life. Yeah, there's, we need to, we all need to have times where we disconnect and just, I mean, we, we're here. This is one life to live. Let's savor it too, right? So. Yes. Yes. Make the most of it, right? And I think those moments when we have goosebumps or we feel idealistic, some people want to shame that and like destroy it or call you stupid. No, I think those are the moments worth living for, like you said. And um, we look forward to, to following your work. You've done an amazing job being positive on Twitter. That's how I found you. And you lifted me up days, even at this job, where I was just being hit from all angles. And you are a shepherd. So I really appreciate you being a true shepherd and not just someone that's phony. Where can people follow you and and best keep track of your work and and see what you're working on in the future with any upcoming projects? Thank you so much. ThinkE.org is our ministry site, which is just tons of content, hopefully, to to lift you up. And then at Evangelist Matt on social platforms. And, uh, yeah, I love, uh, so glad to have connected with you more, Nick, and love what you're doing with the show. And I love just the news, like really incredible work that you guys are doing. I'm such a huge fan. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. And John Solomon, our great leader, has helped us a lot and given a lot of us a chance to share our voices, whether it be in print or on shows such as this. And I'm actually subbing for John this week uh, on the show, so I'll be uh, hosting in for him. And it is a great place. It's, it's a home for certain people that, that want to believe in something more than just clicks and, and clickbait. So. 
thank you for recognizing that. And thank you for coming on. We hope to have you back on in the future and, and keep praying for us. We all need it. And then we'll keep you in our prayers as well, Matt. Thanks so much. All right, all you listeners out there, sadly, it's time for a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with some more Brace for Impact. Stay tuned. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That was a great episode. Matt is a tremendous guest and he's always brought a lot to the table for me personally, but also online. He's got a big following on Twitter and he's got a lot of positivity to what he says, which people are they're starved for it these days. Everything is so negative because negativity seems to trigger people in the immediate. But they're usually left stressed and upset after reading something that's clickbait or watching a video that's someone in hysterics. Matt, as you could tell, was so measured and calm and confident in his beliefs, specifically regarding God and his family, that he's someone you can trust. I was talking to a family member of mine about this the other day, and they're Christian as well. And I know a lot of people don't like talking about religion these days or talking about faith, but it's just something that some of us feel, as Matt and I said, called to do. When I was talking to this family member, they said to me that I had described in the past feeling a certain way around certain people. That like with Matt, I get a good sense and a good vibe, or with some other people in Washington, D.C. or in Manhattan during my work, I'd get a bad vibe. I'd feel dirty. I wouldn't feel like I was with someone who wanted what was best or what was the right thing to do. And my mother also told me once, I was asking her, what do you think that is, that sensation? She said, and I liked her answer, that it was the gift of grace. That if you pray enough, you can determine what someone's vibe is. You don't know exactly what they're thinking. You're not going to read minds. But everyone has that ability, I think, within them to sense either good or evil. And when we talked about that, With Matt, Matt also discussed the conundrum of once you sense that evil, it's not just a matter of separating yourself from it and leaving. You have to decide how much action are you going to take and how much of it are you going to leave to faith. Some people don't even articulate faith in God as being faith. It's just faith in something, faith that it'll work out. We happen to be Christians, so when we say faith, we mean faith in God. But I've even known some atheists in my day that have had to take things on faith, like surgery. It's going to work out. They may not invoke God's name, but there is an element of blind faith to the lives we live. It's very difficult to live on faith. I'm not saying it's easy. I've done it myself on a lot of issues that were life and death, and it does take it out of you a bit. Sometimes it is easier to have certainty in our lives, but... That's not what we're called to do. For whatever reason, we can't know the future. That's just the way it has to be. And what I found interesting during our discussion as well about the future of truth, how people are getting the truth, how people are going to determine, am I going to trust this name? Am I going to trust that name? Trusting God. That's my advice, at least. It's hard to say flat out who you can trust and who you can't. It's very subjective. 
And like Matt and I discussed, this was right in the middle of the week where Tucker Carlson, who I know personally, got fired or left Fox News. It still seems like it could have been both, but it seems like he was let go. And we talked about how there are all these new voices emerging because, and I love Tucker, but Fox News is dying. The culture was toxic. Everybody knew it. He was the most popular thing on it, and they got rid of him. So what does that say about where it's going? And I'm glad he's gone, to be honest. I told him that. I was like, I'm glad you got out of there and it's over and you can take your talent somewhere else or be independent. And Matt and I talked about that, that you don't need cable news anymore to get your voice out. You don't need to be on some third lower banner while an anchor tries to distract you with their shiny clothing and tell you why you should feel depressed only to get a commercial about antidepressants right after that. That's not the way it works anymore. The genie is out of the bottle. The Pandora's box has been opened. Now, whether or not big tech moves harder on censorship because of these facts, we'll have to wait and see. But it's just a relief to know that you can still hook up a microphone to your computer and let the public decide who they want to trust for information and for opinion. Now, that being said, and Matt and I discussed the flip side of this, who do you trust? With so many names out there and with the old way being, well, they look presentable. There's only three channels. No. Now there's thousands, if not millions of voices across the world that have decided they're going to set up some kind of show, a podcast like this one, a website such as Just the News, such as John Solomon set up. These wouldn't have been possible when the monopoly existed, where there was only maybe five to, to a dozen outlets, print and journalism and cable news that controlled the whole narrative. Now it's reversed. It's that the papers and the cable news channels are dying to catch up to the internet when a story breaks, and they use internet outlets and allow them time on their program to survive. But that's not going to be this way forever. It's going to change. My parents were avid Fox News watchers. They don't watch anymore. They don't pay for cable. Anyone that pays for cable today, to be honest, is a, a rare bird indeed with so many options on the internet and with a Roku or an Apple TV box. You can achieve anything. You can even mix your cable with your premium streaming channels. But if you have three to five premium channels that you're paying for that you want to get the most of, are you really going to flip back over to an antiquated cable system? For comfort, maybe, from time to time. But to get depressed by old-style news and then have Big Pharma sell you on their pills in between commercial breaks? No, I think that time is done. And that's a good thing. It's finally time that we give this back to the people. So I'm glad Matt was able to come on and enunciate some of those things. And another one of our mutual friends who's always done it right that we talked about was Greg Laurie. And I want to just mention that really quickly before we wrap up. Greg is another man of God that we're going to hope to have on the show as well. And I grew up listening to him. My mother had him on the radio. And when I interviewed him for Fox, I got to actually put him on the phone with my mom. And it was a watershed moment for me. That from five years old all the way up to 25, I heard him speak, and then I had this gift I could give to my mother to be able to thank him for encouraging her to go back to her faith and to commit to it. So if Matt is getting the seal of approval from someone like Craig Laurie, I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more from him in the future, and I hope he writes another book, because something tells me he has more than one book left in him with all that's going on. And to me, he's a great model for what a father and a husband should be. I mean, this is the old school way of raising your family to say, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to preach my faith. 
I'm going to love my family and I'm going to do everything I can to protect them. That's a good man right there. And they're hard to find and in short supply these days. So we're going to thank Matt once again for sharing his time with us. He's very busy. And I did like the idea that when he mentioned that you know you're peaceful, you know you've achieved peace when you're acting in good faith with people, when you're not looking to just argue. And I did love how he ended with Top Gun. That was a great answer. His favorite movie and his favorite escapism film was both Top Gun movies. I got to salute him on that. And I can't wait for Cruz's next film, whatever it's going to be, because him and Mel Gibson seem to be the only people making those old films that you actually go to the theater for. Maybe Christopher Nolan's got a few left in him. But the old days of everyone getting together in the car and going to see an IMAX movie, not the same, except for when it's Cruz and Gibson. So I'm glad Matt agrees with me that that was a great film and that was worth going to the movies for. And we hope to have him back on real soon. I think we'll have plenty of issues for him to come back on and discuss in the future. But till then, continue to follow along. We're going to have some great guests coming up this next week. Always remember to like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at NGVISDC, or you can get us through justthenews.com. And remember, no matter what happens, it's going to get crazy in the next few months and years, but keep the faith, read the Bible, watch a movie. Remember to always be able to simmer down at the end of the day because it's just life. I know sometimes it gets crazy, but if we can remember that, we're going to find ourselves in a better place than we are now. Wishing you a great week. We look forward to talking with you again soon. 